everybody, and welcome back to the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Brandon Shawan. We also have Ash Collins and Chris Ranson joining me this evening. Gentlemen, thanks for being here. I'm excited. Absolutely. I know you are. You've been, I've been reading your tweets. You are ready to go. But first, yes. we have to talk about some bullshit. What did you do this week? Chris, have you watched or read or, or done anything exciting at all this past week? I worked. Well, and then I worked some overtime. That's always exciting. <laughs> um, I read a couple graphic novels. Oh, yeah. Uh, Injustice, right? Yes. I read the first season, which is two books of okay. Injustice, which is based off of the video game. Excellent. So freaking good. Like, I'm surprised it's as good as it is. Really? Yeah. And, like, characters get killed off. And I won't, like, spoil who. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very nicely done. But basically, um, well, I'll ruin the beginning. Okay. Basically, Lois Lane gets killed by Superman because the Joker kidnaps her and mixes kryptonite with um, the Scarecrow's gas. Oh, wow. So he thinks she is, like, a bad guy. Okay. And Joker actually attached some, like, timer that if her heart stops, it'll blow up this nuclear bomb inside of Metropolis. (laughs) So Superman effectively essentially kills, like, all of Metropolis. That's awesome. Is this a newer comic book or graphic novel? Uh, Four years now. I have got to check it out. Okay. But, like, the issues are, like, 99 cents on the Kindle. Oh, nice. But that's fun. And I read um, the second Kevin Smith Batman series, which only had the first half ever get made. Okay. And it was just, that was dreadful. I, I, don't know. I remember you saying that. But um, outside, of that, I watched Paul Blart too, which you know <laughs> I wanted I wanted to see it, and it was really terrible. And I watched Willow Creek, which oh yeah, was dis- disappointing. Oh, that sucks. It was okay. But I have to give Animal Planet credit because that's how I watched it. Because mm-hmm. Animal Planet was airing it, really long stretches without commercials, okay, which helped keep the tension and the scenes like they were pretty well planned out with when they would happen. That's awesome. So, but it was uh, it was all right. Typical found footage. Found footage Bigfoot film, right? Sorta. Oh, okay. We'll say that. Yeah. Have you sure. seen? I want. Speaking of found footage, uh, sort of Bigfoot. I saw uh, the Lost Coast tapes recently. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a basically a found footage film about Bigfoot, but there's other things involved in it. It's surprisingly good. I really enjoyed it. Definitely a three star film worth checking out. It's, it's it's I think it's just called Bigfoot: The Lost Coast Tapes. Hmm. They're actually supposed to be making the second one, so that'll be interesting to see because the first one, it, I mean, it does kind of end on a on a cliffhanger, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But excellent. What about you, Ash? How have you been this week? Doing anything exciting? Not really. Just uh, chilling out with my wife and watching some MASH. I'm actually almost almost through the entire show. We're on season 10 right now. Just about to finish that up. And Did you start at the beginning? Oh, yeah, but we started at the beginning like two years ago. Okay. It, it's been an on and off thing because we bought the Amazon had like the whole series mm-hmm. plus the movie on sale on DVD for cheap. So I just bought the whole thing. Awesome. So. We've had that for a while. That and um, X-Men, the Rogue Cut, uh, which was fantastic. So so is, is it worth checking out? Like, I own no version of the film. And I know the Rogue um, Cut comes with the regular. But Yeah, there, I can see why they cut her out. 
Um, it, it just it streamlines the film a little bit, but it's not just Rogue that they cut. There is like a lot of additions to the cut that uh, just kind of expand the story a bit and adds more depth to the characters, both past and future, um, which I liked. Um, it's a little bit more violent, actually, than the theatrical Ooh. cut. Uh, as far as I remember, I, I do remember like a couple of the character deaths got pretty gruesome in the theatrical cut, but they are especially gruesome uh, because they 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 didn't have to go for a rating, so right. <laughs> they drop the f bomb a couple extra times too, which was interesting. Um, but uh, I mean, for the most part, it's the same movie. It's just they add some nice touches to it. I thought so. That's the only like X-Men film universe movie I don't own. And I was specifically waiting for the road cut, but now I just don't have money. And so I'm just waiting until I get some extra money in order to pick it up. But you could, I, you could just trade in your stuff to FYE. I know it's literally sitting in boxes behind me and it's just been <laughs> sitting there for two or two, maybe three months now. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I was yeah. going to do that and get it follows and X-Men. I, I did pick up It Follows because it was only like 12 bucks or something at yeah. Best Buy. So I had to pick that one up. I love the director. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I absolutely love the director. He did uh, Myth of the American Sleepover, which actually ended up on my top 10 list, whichever year that came out. I don't remember. If it was 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. I don't even think I've heard of it. Yeah, it was all filmed here in Michigan and yeah. in areas that I know. And so it was, it was really cool. But it's basically like a, a high school drama type thing. Like it's just a bunch of high school kids that are... Um, I think it's their, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I think it's their, the last summer before college starts and just the, their relationships. And it's v almost like a mumblecore in a sense, but it's, I mean, I think it's better than a lot of mumblecore, but, uh, it's, it's a great film. And so that's why I picked up It Follows without, without seeing it, which I am trying not to do as much anymore. So did you get X Machina? I did not No. <sighs> It I'm was like 15, for, uh, so I passed on that one. Ooh, that's a pretty good price. I'm waiting for uh, Mark Nato, or however you say his last name, on Twitter to get my steelbook in to then mail it to me. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot, yeah. I'm excited. Otherwise, I probably would have actually gone to FYE and grabbed all three movies. It was a big release week this week. Yeah. It, yeah, it was definitely a good week. I rented Maggie. I know you're talking about that. I rented that one from Redbox, but I have not gotten a chance to see it yet. I haven't watched it. It is slow. Yeah. I really want to check it out. But. That was one of the reviewers said they should have injected a little. So one of the reviewers, I, I I haven't actually seen it yet, but one of the reviewers was like, if they'd picked like the Beetlejuice version of Tim Burton to direct it <laughs> and made it a little quirkier, it would have been a more interesting film. But I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. how right. Yeah, it just kind of plods along. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Which is disappointing because the, the, the whole idea behind it sounded interesting. So I have a question for you, Ash. What are your thoughts on Apocalypse looking like Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie? I didn't actually see the clips. Um, and most of the clips that are going to be out there are going to be shit anyway because people took it with the phone. No, no, so... the, the, no, the trailer's out. Is it? Yeah. I couldn't find it. I'll have to go look. I think it came out this morning or something. Because that and, like, Suicide Squad both, like, officially came out. Well, I saw the Suicide Squad one. The Suicide Squad one was about what I figured. I'm actually waiting for the Deadpool one, because the Deadpool one is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it, the Deadpool one. I, I can't wait for that. I love the Suicide Squad trailer. 
I had no interest in it before that. And man, that looks really badass. There was another question I was going to ask, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> no, he doesn't look like Ivan Ooze. No. No, you don't think? He looks... Uh, the color, yes, but I'm sorry, he looks like Apocalypse. He does. Other than the skin color, he looks like Apocalypse. <laughs> and they've got a picture of uh, Apocalypse from the comics right above the Entertainment Weekly post, uh, and it looks just like freaking Apocalypse. He's Maybe they just copied Ivan Ooze's design. He's majorly smaller. He's not as beefy. Um, but uh, otherwise, it's the same getup. Actually, he reminds me a little bit of um, Stargate, the Stargate outfits. Uh, Apocalypse outfits. Um, no, yeah, he doesn't look like Ivanus to me. All right. See, in the That's pictures good. down below with him actually on set without anybody in front of him, he looks bulkier. Uh, yeah, he doesn't look like Ivanus. He doesn't have that whole chin testicle thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> Have they started filming the new Power Ranger movie yet? I have no idea. It should be good. Can't wait. <laughs> Were there any other interesting any any anything else interesting out of Comic Con that's worth talking about? Ash versus the Evil Dead trailer. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> that was fantastic. I have not seen the trailer yet. I'll have to check that out after we're done. Oh blood oh, okay. flies all over blood. <laughs> <laughs> that and that and it's 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 very much the um, that Bruce Campbell its style of humor from the uh, from the, the Bruce Campbell movie he made like a, a few years ago, uh, too. So, hmm. yeah, it seems to have like the silly nature from Army of Darkness mixed with the more serious of like the first Evil Dead, like yeah, gore it, graphic wise. Yeah, it feels like Evil Dead too. It really does, which is much better than I think. Yeah, and that starts October thirty first. So. Mm, I thought that's... Oh, wait, that's Eve Walking Dead. That starts October 18th. Yeah, who cares about Walking Dead? <laughs> Hush you. I'm going to watch Fear of the Walking Dead. That looks good. Uh, I'll end up watching both. You know. Yeah, the the trailer for Walking Dead actually is having me... Uh, I'm having a pop look because every time I, I've watched it and it looks like one of my favorite characters bites it this season. Oh, no. Yay! Shut up. that? <laughs> Maggie. Uh-oh. Uh oh. In the trailer, it looks like there's this girl that gets knocked down and surrounded by walkers, uh, like they're on top of her, and she's screaming, and it looks just like Maggie. So it's just weird that they're. I mean, I get that they're not following the comic, but they're like really straying far from it now. <laughs> well, they've kind of caught up to the comic. <laughs> no, no, they're they're about two story arcs behind still, because like Glenn would technically die this season if they're going to follow the comics and they're oh, straight from the comics before too i mean quite a bit all over the place yeah and there's like five more books past the one where glenn dies that are out in like trade paperback hmm. so i mean they're not quite up there but eh, i don't know how long they can keep either of the series running yeah that'd be interesting to see how long it actually goes before it wears out its welcome never <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm surprised actually that Walking Dead has been as popular as it has been. I figured it would go three, maybe four seasons. Mm -hmm. It's a huge cash cow, though. Oh yeah, ratings and everything else too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I'm still back on like season three, I think. Halfway wow. through season three. I'm really far wow. behind. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. That's how it goes. I didn't even watch last season. Like, I tried six different times to watch the first episode and I couldn't get through it. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so terrible. Oh. Speaking of things you didn't like, I watched uh, Jurassic World this week. Yes. And, um,. I mean, it, it's a very three-star movie. Like, it's good. It's not great. The characters are th- the most pointless things ever. They, there's no meaning behind them. There's no depth to them at all. Like okay, when the, they kiss. Oh, it, my God. Like, like, what, was it as awful? Like, where did that come from? I know. It was just like, why the fuck are they? This is well, okay. I guess Jeff this is what we're doing. Jeff turns in the middle of the movie and is like, I bet you hated that. Like, <laughs> another one on my checklist. <laughs> But then the di- yeah. that the last spoken dialogue of them leaving, I was just like, that was the worst dialogue. I don't even remember what it was. I know that's what I was just thinking. I can't remember it. But it was so bad because <laughs> like he asked like, well, what are you going to do now? And she came up with some like corny. Oh, yeah. She was like, uh, now, yeah, something like, what are we going to do now? And he's like. Uh, I guess we should work together. I guess we should stick together or some shit like that. Yeah, it, it was, yeah but cornier and worse. I was like, right. oh. <laughs> but yeah, that but like, she, like slides under the T-Rex and just kind of like poses. I'm like, really? Because that T-Rex is going to step on your ass. I'd be like rolling out of the way. But the dinosaur you know, fighting sequences more than made up for all that shit. Because I didn't go to watch the fucking people anyway. Yeah. I went to watch the dinosaurs and they were awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, it just I, needed more of that. <laughs> more dino, less human. I don't know if it, I guess this is a spoiler. So if you haven't seen Jurassic World, you know, skip ahead a couple seconds or pause. I it was like when when the new dinosaur was revealed, I was like, oh, it just looks like a giant <laughs> raptor. And then it was like, quote unquote, revealed later that it was that it was part raptor. And I was like, really? That was a like that was a, a revealing moment. I don't know. It was stupid to me. I just hated that they wouldn't tell us the whole movie what it was made of just so they could have that plot twist later. It, right, exactly. <laughs> it was very my, a very weak plot twist. But but I mean I enjoyed it. I don't it's I don't know. It's not gonna have the lasting power of the original, I don't think, but I mean what would Ash, you liked it a lot more, I think, right? Yeah, but I'm I mean I'm the guy who was when he was first getting his driver's license went and saw Jurassic Park in the theater like seven times or something like that by myself and then like you know three or four times with my family wore out like two vhs tapes and you know and and get it on dvd considering it into blu-ray even though i have it on dvd etc etc right yeah i kind of get a thing for dinosaurs so (laughs) yeah that that might have something to do with it yeah i've never seen the original on the big screen i wish i wish i could isn't that is that coming soon or did i already miss it i don't i don't think i've seen it i thought they already had the original i thought they already had the original out it's 3D and everything. Oh yeah, they did. It was it was a limited release, which is why I didn't see it. Because yeah, Gremlins is soon. I that's what I was just going to ask. The theater. I don't know if that's the end of this month or what. Pulling up. There back. was there was a uh, a thing going on on Tumblr, and I don't know if they're actually doing this or not. Where they're showing Jaws at like uh, it's <sighs> like a, a lake. <laughs> yeah, you get inner tubes and you sit and float in the lake and watch Jaws on the big screen awesome. I thought that would be awesome <laughs> absolutely that's so cool yeah Gremlins is the 26th oh okay so it's coming up can't wait 
If only I wasn't so fat, I could wear my my awesome Gremlin shirt, but I'm a little pudgy. <laughs> yeah, tell me I about like being... my new uh, driver's license picture today. I'm like, holy shit. Who's <laughs> the fat guy that ate the guy in the last picture? Man, oh, man. You should be like, can we Photoshop this little? <laughs> like, they're like, how's that look? I was like, well, can you Photoshop off about 30 pounds? No? Oh, I guess that'll be fine then. All right. So before we jump into talking about the next episode of the Scream television series, we have a winner to announce from last week. Yay! So out of all of the entries that we received, we picked a random one from a hat, which nobody picks from a hat anymore. We used an online program. So the winner of the three horror pack, three horror Blu-ray pack is Adam M. Adam, congratulations. So now all you have to do is email me at contact at cinefessions.com with your mailing address. And I will ship that out as soon as possible. So again, Adam M, congratulations. You won the horror three pack that we gave away from the last episode. So all you have to do is email me at contact at cinefessions.com, just like you sent me uh, for your original answer and I will send that out to you as soon as possible. So just to recap, Adam has won the Twins of Evil Blu-ray DVD combo pack, My Bloody Valentine 3D on Blu-ray and just Blu-ray and then Mirrors 2 on Blu-ray and DVD. So congratulations Adam, you're a winner. Now let's see what we have up for grabs this week because yep, that's right folks, there's another giveaway. So we have the Blu-ray of Nothing Left to Fear. Yeah, Blu-ray of Nothing Left to Fear. I'll look it up if you don't know it. We have a Blu-ray of <laughs> <laughs> of The Others. This one's actually unopened. This is the Nicole Kidman movie. Unopened Blu-ray of The Others. And we have a Blu-ray of uh, Intruders with Clive Owen in it. Kind of a psychological thriller slash horror film. So again, we're giving away the Blu-ray of Intruders. The Blu-ray of Nothing Left to Fear and the Blu-ray of The Others. And The Others is a brand new Blu-ray. So all you have to do to win this week's pack is correctly identify this clip that's coming up and then send your answer to contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1. And every correct answer will go into a pool and then the winner will be randomly chosen from that pool of correct answers. And that'll be announced on the next podcast next week. All right. So again, you win those three Blu-rays. If you correctly identify this clip and email me at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1. Here is the clip for this week. Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? What kind of tape? A tape. A regular tape. People run it. I don't know. You start to play it and it's like somebody's nightmare. And suddenly, this woman comes on, smiling at you, right? Seeing you through the screen. And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. Someone knows you've watched it. And what they say is, you will die in seven days. All right, so again, if you know what that is, email me at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1 with that correct answer and then you will have a chance to win that horror three pack again this week all right so with that out of the way let's move ahead and discuss the reason that we are all here today to review episode three of scream entitled want to play a game so right from the very beginning of this episode we're 
introduced to these to this to this girl running through the woods and she finds this guy dressed up in a like a whatever costume what are those called what what greek roman what is that something like that yeah one of those one of those costumes and so uh we, we come to find out that this is actually a scene from 1994 and dara and brett are being killed by brandon james so what i loved about this opening scene was the gore um i liked the uh we didn't see the um stake entering the guy's head but it happens and then the camera kind of pans up and we see the stakes laying there. I thought that was, I thought it looked really good. Um, it was a really good practical effect. So I really like that. Um, what did you guys think about this opening? Even not just that kill scene, but moving into the fact that, um, Noah is discussing this killing with the podcaster Piper. what did you guys think of that opening? Can I just say that I have a huge, huge crush on Noah right now? Because, (laughs) I mean, he's awesome. Uh, I loved that segue, uh, and I I love the way he talk, the enthusiastic way he talks about all this. It's just fantastic. Um, it's just the just the he just he's got the character nailed. It's it, it's perfect. Love it. Definitely, absolutely agree. What about you, Chris? Okay, I I didn't realize all the flashbacks took back took place in 1994. So now I feel really old all of a sudden. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, wait. That explains a lot. I hate it when the girl dies and then he turns around because he hears it and there's nobody there. And I'm like, I don't believe that. That's just so unbelievable. Yeah, I noticed that too. Unless there's two killers in 1994. Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, I don't think maybe it was him and his brother killing people. Could be. Boom, boom, boom. But uh, I don't know. The other, well, the other part of that is it's, um, it's Noah telling her the story. Uh, so you have that whole unreliable narrator thing going on because he's like, well, you know, maybe that's how it happened. We don't really know. So there's that aspect to it too. That's true. But the gore was good. I mean, and I and I was nervous. I thought that was going to be the only kill. Those two were going to be the only kill this episode, but <laughs> obviously that's not the case, right? So we go from from that opening scene with Noah, and that transitions over to the. Uh, Sheriff and Maggie discussing the fact that Rachel was not did not commit suicide, but that was a murder. Um, And then obviously Emma's overhearing all this. And so the way Emma finds out that her mother is Daisy and that Brandon James was trying to kill her mother is simply by standing outside the autopsy room and, and overhearing it, which I thought was pretty crazy. I'd like to add that that secure that police station and coroner's office has absolutely <laughs> shittiest security I have ever seen. Yeah. We're just walking to the morgue, you know, overhear conversations. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then our next scene is our cyber sex scene. This scene manages to make Mr. Branson look even sleazier than he already is because he's fucking a student. But now he's having cyber sex with his student, which he says at one point that this is just safer this way. I'm thinking to myself, how is that safer? If she wanted to, she could just hit the record button. And now she's recording all this. And if you piss her off, it's all on tape. But I don't I don't know how that's safer. Well, he's kind of an idiot too (laughs) later on in the episode too. But I'll get to that in a minute. I, I really don't like him. I know. I, I I like how she's stringing him along, mm-hmm. um, but I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, there's there there's a scene later on that is probably my favorite scene, in it, and it kind of discusses their relationship a little bit. And I thought that was really interesting. So, Chris, what it, what is 
kind of one of the, the out of that the first opening bit there what's the biggest thing that stands out to you um i really like the writing this episode okay well except, except for a scene in a little bit that <laughs> yeah. i might have recorded and sent to you and said mm-hmm. that was the most atrocious thing i've ever seen <laughs> um <laughs> but no i really like like a lot of my notes are just quotes mm-hmm. like the next scene cuz they had me laughing hysterically but yeah about the time emma tells whatever the lesbian girl's name is i can't remember um um audrey <laughs> uh yes audrey and emma tells audrey i think it was that it was some point but someone's like emma you just did your hair troll thing and i just had yeah. me, like laughing hysterically yeah i like that because like it establishes that in fact these two have a, a deeper relationship than what we've seen so far because obviously right. we know they were friends back in, I don't know, presumably middle school or whatever. But that is uh, the fact that she picked up on that character trait, which means she's full of shit, is is a really good character builder to me or a relationship builder for them, too. I really like them. And that, that leads me to my next point, because the next scene, obviously, we have this uh, really good music overlaying the um, the the wake scene. And Audrey goes upstairs to Rachel's room and takes a look up at the at the ceiling fan where she was found and starts to wrap her belt around the ceiling fan and put her neck in as Emma comes up and catches her and she's like are you trying to commit suicide or whatever and she's like no i was just seeing if it was possible but i don't know like the way it was filmed with the emotion that Audrey was playing at that point it didn't really feel like it was fake it, i thought that she may have legitimately been trying to commit suicide what are your thoughts on that? Do you believe her or was she full of shit? Was she trying to commit suicide? I, I think I believe her. She's trying to, you know, piece together and maybe see what she had felt. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I don't think a ceiling fan is going to hold. Right. I mean, whatever her name was, she, she was a Rachel she had some meat. Rachel had some meat on her body. Yeah. She wasn't, you know, Ariana Grande. Right. So I think the ceiling fan may have broken if she was really hanging from it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not designed to, to to hold that much weight anyway, right. especially if she's struggling. So, yeah. I mean, the dead weight, I could believe. You know, they're just hanging out there, but actually dropping, no. They're not really good for that. It would have damaged it. But yeah, you're right. I think it, it's possible either way. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I don't think it'll be a, I don't think that'll be a point that they touch on again, just because of the fact that clearly... Because I watched the previews for the next week, so I could talk about it. Yay! <laughs> but uh, clearly, like they're now on a mission, and so she's not going to want to commit suicide if they're trying to do something at least anytime soon. So it's probably just not a scene that'll be uh, a motive that'll be brought up again anytime soon, which is fine. So the next scene is that encounter with Jake and Will, and this is actually the scene, Chris, that you sent to me <laughs> and said it was terrible dialogue. But I'll be honest, like All I watched their it. scenes are terrible. I don't know. I don't see. It. Like I watched it's, it three well, times, I, and I didn't. I, it's not necessarily. It's not necessarily that it's the way that they're set up. It's they're trying too hard to paint them as the killers, and it's just like nauseating to watch. It, that that part of it bugs the crap out of me. Yeah, and the line they're, deliver- they're, Oh, sorry. The line delivery is just atrocious by the com- one that has the stuff recorded like jake yeah jake's jake like jock i think his, his body action the money. his body yeah, his body acting though was perfect like he's completely and totally imposing that i liked but it's just it's like 
these two are idiots. Oh, I no. I don't know. It's like yeah. two pieces of wood just staring at each other. <laughs> and like one of them's going to win, but not because no one cares. They, they, they need to just kill them off because I really hate them. No, see, here's the thing. I think Will, as an actor, is doing a better do- job than Jake. Will is Emma's boyfriend. He's doing a better job than right. Jake. Right. But I fucking hate the character of Will. Like, I legitimately want to see Will die. Like, I just, everything about him is so predictable, which I actually made a note in the next scene where he brings back the iPod to her. It's like, come on. This is so stupid. And he, he everything is so predictable. But Jake, his character gets more and more interesting to me every week. He may not be a better actor, but he's a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah, where it's going though is more interesting to me. And so I don't want to see him die. I want to see where his character goes. And actually, um, I'm trying to not say um this week because I had an idea out like seven million ums last week, but <laughs> it's very difficult. And so there's a scene later on with Jake that I want to talk about because it's probably one of my favorite in there. But this scene in general, so what this taught us was that Tyler at least what it taught me because I just forgot or whatever the case is, is that Tyler is, has something to do with the, with trio. It's not just a duo with Jake and will it's a trio at least with Jake. And it's, it sounds like with previous next episode, it might actually be Nina might've been in on it as well, but you have Jake, Tyler and will that are doing this, you know, quote unquote recording business or whatever it is. And so that was, is that new information? Do you guys remember? Or did we know that already? And I just forgot. I think uh, it's no, new. We did. Yeah, that's new. We didn't know. We knew that those two were working together, but we didn't know that Tyler was necessarily involved or that Nina was involved. So, which adds another layer to all the other crap going on. And we don't know what their business is other than blackmail. Exactly. Okay. And the Tyler plotline this entire episode was atrocious. (laughs) Like, just everything. Like, I I don't get... I, like the killer just like kept his body in the car and just like just gonna keep these so that maybe later on I can trick someone possibly. <laughs> like I don't know, it's so convoluted, like the thought process. Yeah, and then we'll just s- to like burn it and whatever. Jumping way ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's the next well, the next episode. And so, well, and, but it's only been like one or two days. It hasn't been that long. Actually, I don't even think it's been two days, has it? It has to uh-huh. be. No, it's been it's been more than that because at one point Nina or um, Riley says, you know, ever since that we kissed on the football field a few days ago, he hasn't returned my texts or my calls or whatever it was. Okay, oh, so I it's been like scene. a week. Yeah, so it hasn't been that long. So I don't know. I that's I guess it's possible, but I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I don't know. We'll see how that what they do with it in the next episode. But just from the preview, I could see that. I, I didn't it didn't strike me as oh that's stupid. I don't know. So we'll see what we'll see how that plays out. But so next scene is Emma and Audrey. Emma's finally revealing to Audrey about the fact that she's being stalked or that she you know, we know as the audience that it's the killer that's you know, that's stalking her. And so <laughs> Audrey said he direct messaged you. He opened a line. Let's direct message his ass back. And I was like <laughs> I was dying, but she didn't play it for humor. I was like, oh, that's a hilarious line that they should have played up because it was funny, but it says she played it straight. And I was like, oh, that was a missed opportunity. But that's one of the quotes I wrote down this week because I thought it was hilarious. But so we have Brandon James 94 on Twitter. He's he's DMing people because (laughs) that's a new thing now, right? On Twitter, you can DM someone who's not following you. So, hey, kudos to Scream TV series, 
picking up on the <laughs> brand new technology. But I wish there was the next scene is we have Will bringing back the iPod to Emma. And Ugh, gag. I know. God, I hate that. And Kieran looks on, but then like nothing happens with it. And I'm like, oh, they should have done something more with Kieran. I wanted I wanted a confrontation or something interesting to happen during that scene. Otherwise, I just wanted to shoot Will in the head. Like he's just so annoying and just and smarmy. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Hate it. Another another one of my fave scenes this week had to be Mr. B looking for for Brooke's sexy picture. I liked the class. scene and hated the scene at the same time because it's yeah. absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, why the fuck would he not would he not well, get it, there early? Why is he well, waiting until there's, there's, I have two schools of thoughts on this scene. One, he's a complete and total moron that waits until everyone's in the class to start looking for it. Mm-hmm. Which which given him, yeah, I could take. The <laughs> other option is that he already knew where it was, waited until the class she was in his classroom, and then walked around like he was doing that to bait her. Oh, that would be, but I don't give. I don't think he's smart enough to do that. So well, now, hang on. Now, now you've just touched on something here. That's a very good point because that scene later on that I was talking about. I really like with Jake. They're talking about the cat and the mouse, and then he brings up the story, the viral video about the shark who gets eaten by the bobcat. And he's like, the shark thought it was the alpha or the top of the food chain. And then all of a sudden this bobcat comes and takes it. And he's like, are you in your relationship with your college boo? He says, are you the bobcat or are you the shark? Are you the mouse or are you the cat? And so that kind of makes her think. And she looks back at Mr. B who's walking with another teacher. And so she thinks she's in control. But maybe she's not. That's what that whole conversation was about. And I really liked it a lot. And that's an interesting point that maybe he this is just more baiting her in, like you said. I, I think, though, I might be giving him too much credit, but I probably give that... him too much credit. But, <laughs> but it's interesting to think about. So who knows? But I like how I like the end of the scene because it sets up Mr. Mr. B just happens to know, oh, these will be the perfect dramatic pairings for for your projects and he pairs up emma and kieran he pairs up audrey and jake or no audrey and uh will and he pairs up brooke and jake right so when she when he pairs up audrey and will audrey says if you suggest the pool scene from wild things i will kill you i thought that was fucking hilarious another another quotable moment in this week's episode all right, this, so, go ahead. B- before this scene, what? When did the scene where what's the Asian girl's name? Riley. Yes. When did she talk about her and Noah with the other girls? Was that before this or after? Yeah, that was like the second or third scene. It was it was yeah. early on. Yeah, that's that had like the best quotes in it. Like, because I wrote one down and I just had to share it because it made me laugh because it made me think of me. And she says he raced off like the McRib was back. <laughs> That had me. <laughs> yeah, I fucking laughing. love that one. That was awesome. <laughs> and then, like, it was like three zingers in a row. Yeah. It was like, because Brooke, was it Brooke? Pardon me, wants to say she was talking to Brooke. Yeah, she was talking to Brooke, Brooke's and then like, Emma was in the background with her phone. Yeah, Brooke's like, uh, something about running the Special Olympics contest any longer. Something along those lines, and it yeah. had me rolling. Yeah, that's, I forgot about that. That's a good point. Yeah, that was actually that scene was right after Emma and Audrey were talking about uh, 
how the killer was stalking Emma. So it was a little bit later than I thought, but so, all right. So where we're, Oh, so the next we have the library scene, which just kind of sets up the, I guess, major plot point in this whole episode because Emma and Kieran get to talking and they find out that Kieran's dad has his, the Brandon James case files at his house. And so I don't know why, and I thought that was interesting, but Kieran suggests that he bring him to her instead of her going to visit him at his house. And so it could just be because the house is a mess or what. I don't know, but whatever. There's bodies is. all over the house. That's my hope. That's what Chris hopes anyway, I should say. That's, that, that, that's what came out of my mouth as I watched it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's the reason all the time. <laughs> but over. There's some bodies laying around. <laughs> Yeah, so they set up a date for later that evening, and then the next scene is the date set up for Noah and Riley. They're going to meet up at, I guess, the place that he works, which is some awesome like comic book record video game store. I don't know. Look pretty badass. Place I'd enjoy working, I'm sure. And so the next important moment, I guess, would be when Kieran and Emma are at the house discussing the case files, and that's when... Emma finds out that her dad was whose name is Kevin. Whose name is Kevin. Yep. I wrote it down too. (laughs) (laughs) So Kevin survived Brandon James attack because he went after his girlfriend and she's, Oh, my mom was his girlfriend. And that's find out it's Daisy and yada, yada, yada. Um, What did you guys think of kind of the middle of this episode, this scene and and some of the scenes around it? Any, anything that stands out to you at all? I don't know offhand. There's weird, writing i don't i don't know if it's writing but there was a scene where noah and riley are talking in the hallway about what they're going to pick mm-hmm. and he does he mentions the exorcist and he sounds like count dracula as he's doing his exorcist impression <laughs> it, it was just like i made a note of it that's how weird it was i was like it's just really weird <laughs> and then the scene after this was weird because the background is nothing but xbox one exclusive games playing Right. He's talking about a PlayStation 4 exclusive game. And I'm like, fuck Sunset Overdrive. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that in terms of like inconsistencies or what I don't understand is why Noah would run away after they start kissing and then not respond to her for like three or four days, whatever it is. And then the second it's announced that they're pairing up, he's all excited and turns around, and looks at her and then they're talking. Like, I just don't understand how. How is that consistent with the character? Is he shy? Is he nervous to be around her? Or is he excited to be around her? Is he Does he want to go over that relationship? That's something I just found a little inconsistent with that character. No, sounds like a perfectly nerdy high school guy with zero experience with girls to me, actually. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. But I don't know. It just it, Something struck me the wrong way with that one. I, th- I, I think the writers are too old to be writing the content that they're writing for some yeah. of the stuff and like they just don't get it mm-hmm. <laughs> someone that out there doesn't get it and so that's why there's these weird like inconsistencies right it's like back in the day when you'd see someone playing like a super net like mario and they're holding a genesis controller <laughs> like i forget what movie that is but there's one and it's like yeah. really it doesn't work that way <laughs> uh. Uh. Do you guys have any thoughts? Because the next scene is is that that cat and mouse scene, the shark and the bobcat scene. Do you guys have any thoughts on that at all? Did that stand out to you at all, or am I the only one? I didn't even remember it. Really? Yeah, I forgot about it, actually. Oh, man, I don't know. I loved it. It was 
it's just more reason to like the character of Jake, or not necessarily like, but be in, intrigued by the character of Jake. Because who the fuck is Jake to come up with this jock who all he cares about is is recording these girls doing whatever they're doing and making money? Who is he to come up with this surprisingly profound theory? So I don't know. I just some about that scene. I really liked it, and it, it just gives more depth to to Jake, which is another reason Will should die. Jake should not, at least not yet. But we'll see where that goes. So they they're um, start having sex on the couch of the business, <laughs> and uh, they get this text from Tyler, which kind of throws them all off. I no, 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 no. I hated the scene. Hated it. I'm sorry. He's putting the condom on, and her phone goes off. And she looks at it. Like, well, you know, it went off once and she was ignoring it. Yeah. And then it was off the second time. She's like, hang on. Mm-hmm. And I think she was going to just kind of toss it to the side until she saw it was Tyler. Oh, no. No. And you're that close to getting pounded. No. You're not going <laughs> to stop. Look at your phone. <laughs> no. And it, and it wasn't her first time either. You could tell it wasn't her first time at the rodeo. <laughs> I like the line if you're not, they say if you're not old enough to ask for a condom you're not old enough to have sex or whatever the hell it was i thought that was hilarious they do make a cute couple mm-hmm. but make obviously a cute couple right <laughs> obviously that was the whole reasoning for it right which kind of sucks because it's it's actually earlier than the imdb listing says so oh really because this oh, is they what probably have to give her three. credit for her corpse right they won't show it autopsy just, never know she'll just vanish yeah, Emma's just going to show up like, hey, mom, I want to see my best friend naked <laughs> on the table. You know, funsies. Like, you know, when we play doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, horrible. <laughs> Anyways. Moving ahead. So they're having sex. And Tyler, t- I completely forgot about Tyler until his name popped up on the on the phone. And so, the, uh, man, oh, man. And so that. <laughs> just like my mind's everywhere and so the, then the group meets up at the coffee shop and they're trying to decide do we take this to the cops or do we go help tyler what do we do now what i really liked about this is it clearly is playing on the can we trust the cops thing that is is very prevalent in our society today just given all the all the bullshit that's going on so i thought that was very interesting and, and i like the fact that they did that and so they decide of course to go to the police yay yay cops <laughs> and so their idea to catch this guy is a sting operation. I mean, this was so clearly not going to work. Maybe it's because I've been watching too many Pretty Little Liars and it just <laughs> nothing works. But this was clearly not going to work. One thing, as I was watching, I just kept thinking to myself, wow, this episode is really Riley heavy, which gave me the idea of what was going to happen at the end, which from our discussion last week was yeah. was a good idea of what was going to happen anyway. But the fact that it was so Riley heavy really put emphasis on the fact that this is probably going to be one, her last episode. And so I, that's one thing I noticed as I was going through it. But, all right. What do you guys think about the sting operation? So we have, well, we have two things going on, right? We have the sting operation and Brooke being, you know, uh, led back. An idiot. To exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, who does that? Who just like, Hey, there's someone killing people and we're on a sting operation. I'm going to go meet my boyfriend secretly and not tell anyone I'm leaving. Because this seems like a great idea. From a text message she gets from an unknown caller. Yeah, and that was everything. It was just like, really? I was just like, you, you deserve to die if you're here next. But uh, no, it just, that 
It, it fit Brooke, though, because Brooke is kind of one-track mind, wouldn't pay attention to it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's it all about the D. Yep. Yeah, and that particular D, you know, anyway, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It That bothered me, the fact that she just ducked out. That bothered the crap out of me. It's like, with all this shit going on, you're just going to take off to get laid. Right. And this is where the writing kind of, like, just flops all over itself, because it wants to do something, but it can't make any logical sense to do what it wants to do. So it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but they have no idea what they're doing. Like It's a terrible plot point. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's like no no human being in their right mind would leave to go get laid during this. <laughs> All right, I just, no. So one, th- one thing we do get kind of, so we have the the sting operation and Brooke wearing the sexy outfit sitting on the bed. She's handcuffed herself to it. And then there's kind of a scene we kind of get in the middle there. Or it's right before this, whatever the case is, where Will and Jake decide to meet up because Will wants to get the money back that Jake. I'm sorry. Jake wants to get the money back that Will took from him earlier because he dug up this box that was supposed to have money in it and it was empty, which led to that confrontation scene we were talking about. And so we have this moment where Jake is holding this shovel and realizes that the money is not out here and he kind of grips it really hard and you're thinking what's going to happen here and they talk it out a little bit and then basically what's happening is their friendship is kind of uh, dissolving I don't in front of us because of money and because of the fact that that Jake refuses to take down his cyber stalking business or whatever the hell it is and then the camera turns around Will as Jake walks away and we see that Will is actually gripping a knife behind his back. I literally said, whoa, out loud. I really like that scene. I thought it was well played with the tension. What'd you guys think of that one? I honestly just, I tune out all their scenes anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> go I did away. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> despite me not liking either character, I did like that scene just from the intensity of it. But <laughs> Yeah, again, two characters I couldn't really give a crap about. Fine. <laughs> Moving ahead. <laughs> Come on, um, the best thing is next. Um, all right. Worst. So after that scene with, with Jake and Will, then we are um, we have the a police station scene, and that's when Brooke leaves to go to the hotel because she assumes it's Mr. B, even though it's from an unknown texter. And uh, eventually the car is going to pull up to the park where they're having the sting operation and this guy gets out and starts walking and the, you know, they take him down, you know, it's the police, yada, yada, yada. And he says, Oh, I don't know what's going on. Some guy on the internet paid me $200 to drive out here and drop off this piece of paper to this girl pulls out the piece of paper and it says, nice try. And it has like a Brandon James silhouette almost. Is that what you would say, Chris? Yes. Okay. So it has this, this silhouette. I mean, I want to know your thoughts on this. Like, what are you what are you thinking about the sting operation, Chris? It's just it's one of those. It's the start of the bizarro. I don't know what's going on. And it's just so implausible. And like, where do you find some random person on the Internet to, like, deliver a note? Like, do you go on Craigslist and post like, hey, love killing people. Need you to pretend to give this note to someone. (laughs) I'll give you two hundred dollars. Like, where? Right. Where do you find someone? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I agree. So they go back. We shoot back to the police station. And Noah, Riley's talking about the fact that she feels bad because she didn't fuck Noah. 
And then they realize, oh, where's Brooke? I can't find Brooke. And so her, uh, Emma and her mother go searching for Brooke. They take the car and they try to find her and they can't find her. And so now all of a sudden text messages start coming in or, well, excuse me, DMs from the killer start coming in and they're forcing Emma to choose between Brooke or Riley. He's going to kill one of them. He just needs to know which one she wants him to kill. So she calls Riley and says, where are you? And she's like, I'm at the police station. She says, okay, stay there. We're coming back or something along those lines. And don't, don't move. Don't, don't move. Don't right. Leave. Yeah. And then texts or just DMs this guy back and says, don't kill Brooke or something along those lines. And so she essentially chooses to kill Riley, except which oh, think, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I'm thinking her, her mindset is, well, they're going to get back to her in time. So he's not gonna be able to get her because she's in a fucking police station. Exactly. What could go wrong? How is she alone in a fucking police station? I don't care. Exactly. Well, and, and not even that. They're, uh, okay. What police station across the U.S. leaves their whole fucking squad out on a thing? There's not one guy except the janitor. My ass! I know. <laughs> the fucking janitor with the headphones. Give me a break. That, that yeah, they just like... left her alone. I'm like, bullshit. At the very least, they'd have asked her to leave because right. they're not going to let anybody just hang out in the police station. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, this scene is so great because like, what happens was really good. But it was just, I'm like, oh, it's not real. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That was silly. Um, so, obviously, Emma has made the decision in the killer's mind that Riley is the one to die. And so, Riley starts getting text messages from Tyler again saying, oh, I, you know, why'd you, whatever. The, the point is, he gets her outside. Come and meet me out back. And so, she walks out back. And again, it's just dead. There's nobody around except this black car, which is clearly Tyler's car. She walks up to it. And then Brandon James mask killer pops up behind her and chases her. And so this little chase scene happens. They go down an alley and she starts climbing up this set of stairs or like a ladder rather. And he stabs her like four or five times. Pretty gruesome, like in the leg, in the back. It was it was, it was well done. insanely it, tall. <laughs> well, he got her in the back twice, and then he got her in the uh, in the leg artery, which is why I think he just stopped. Right. Because yeah, she no, continues she, to climb up. Yeah, because he knows she's going to bleed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just no way. So he just right. lets her go at that point. But Yeah. And then I think my... I keep saying my one of my favorites, but this was, aside from the bobcat shark scene that you guys just forgot about, like <laughs> assholes, there's this scene. <laughs> and Emma is on her back, bleeding, pounding on the window for the janitor. But that scene, oh, it it was set up beautifully. I did love that scene. And just gets that FaceTime from from Noah. And she's like, oh, help me, I'm dying. And he's like, well, what's going on? It was just, it was a great moment between those two. And then she turns and she says, what can you see? Tell me what you can see is what Noah says. And she looks up at the sky and says, I see our stars and then dies. Like it was, you can say the writing shitty, but fuck me if I didn't get goosebumps every time, including the this time, just talking about it. I love that moment. It was so it was good. A good moment. Yeah, it was a good moment. I did like it. It was just there's a couple of really rough spots leading up to that. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. So then we have Emma getting back to the police station, trying to find a friend. Hears ringing, realizes it's coming from above her and climbs up to the roof to find that Riley is dead. 
And she says, the, the parting line is, I didn't mean to choose. And the episode ends. And our token is gone. So early. Yep. <laughs> you called it last week. So yeah. it, no one should be surprised. I was expecting episode five because she, she, she was listed as five episodes. Oh, okay. So that was my thought. I knew she was toast. Well, now you've got the autopsy and then the funeral. <laughs> Maybe yeah, no, one, no one had sequences. a funeral. These people die. There's no <laughs> grievance at school. They don't get time off from school. Everything's normal. It's the most bizarre world. This show. No, no, they had the in. counselors. They had the counselors the first episode. Yeah, and they, did. they were letting they people did. go home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was very vague. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like uh, one part. I forgot to mention is. The people in the police station, they again are leaving. They're leaving again because they find out that there's a car. Once Riley's missing, there's a car that they're trying to find. And so then they say that the car is driven off of the bridge. And when they get there, the car blows up. That was a practical explosion. Like, that looked fucking great. I was really impressed. No oh, CGI. So, to jump back this little, mm-hmm. this proves there's two killers. Because the choice, the people were, you know, X distance from each other when she had to pick one of them. And someone yeah. was screwing with uh, with Brooke. So someone had they, to be at yeah. each place on whichever choice was picked. Well, I don't know, because Brooke arrived at the hotel pretty damn quickly after she left the police station. And so even if this person is waiting halfway in between, like he, he arrived, he went to the hotel, placed the stuff, and then he could have been waiting halfway in between. And whichever one she decided, he went. I mean, mind, he did arrive at the police station very quickly so he presumably was closer to the police station than the hotel but i don't know that the hotel and the police station were that far apart would be my argument mm-hmm. for I'm killer being my, it has to be two <laughs> chances are you're gonna be right but i have a horse to ride and his name's mr b so i'm taking it yeah you ride that <laughs> um, you think it, you think it's uh, you're leaning toward the lit teacher yeah that's what i picked last week and that's what i'm sticking with <laughs> I'm still could, sticking with mine. There's some shady business going on with the adults. Yeah, that's what I, another thing I was going to mention. Like they keep why in the that scene where they're having cyber sex or trying to, uh, she keeps mentioning like her parents are gone, her parents are this or they're that. Why are they so mysterious? <laughs> like, why does she make, live in the Brandon James house? And that or, hasn't been mentioned. Whatever it is, like yeah, there's just these weird things they're just not talking about. It's like Jurassic World all over again. <laughs> but We're they have seven more episodes. And so who knows what they'll get to. God, that seems like so many. Ash, are you ready to pick a killer yet? <sighs> well, I, originally my gut was actually it was surprising that I was going to go with Noah, but it can't be him because he was not. I mean, it can't be Noah at all because he was nowhere near either scene. Right. And he seemed, his reaction was pretty genuine, I'd say, to Riley's death. And why would he kill Riley? Yeah, I'd say you're right. It wouldn't be Noah. I would cross Noah off my list of suspects at that point. Yeah. I think it's somebody we haven't seen yet uh, at all. I hope not. That's cheating. Right. <laughs> Fucking MTV. Well, the, <laughs> the other show the writers did, that Harper's Island. Oh, they really? They had two killers. One was someone that was dead before the show started. Um, and then the other one was like oh my god it's so and so yeah who happened to be father and son mm. i just ruined it sorry but <laughs> yep you did that's all right yeah you know it was like we're gonna watch that ago so. yeah but 
Yeah. One thing I noticed about this is psychologically speaking, it really feels like the killer is is genuinely starting to get inside Emma's head. Because I feel like he keeps telling her, don't trust anybody, don't trust anybody. And she keeps repeating that to people. At one point, she says, you go to your mom. And she says, he's the one she tells me not to, he tells me not to trust. And so I feel like the, the killer is is starting to get into her head. And it'll be interesting to see how that affects things going forward. Because the results could definitely be pretty horrific if she stops trusting those who are around her. Well, that scene with her mom. Yeah, you did. You skipped that part. I did. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, the scene with her mom. Her mother's reaction was obviously she's not ready to talk about it, but instead of you know assuring her daughter, hey, when I'm ready, we'll talk about this, and I'll tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. She's just like, well, you know, she just stands there in silence, though, yeah. which is not helping Emma's frame of mind at all. Exactly. On that. It's like obviously she has something to hide because she's not talking about it. Right. So. The killer is clearly ripping them apart, which is what his goal is, and I think he's succeeding very well. But wouldn't you like? You know, you have this history, and you receive the human heart in a box. Mm-hmm. And, you know, teen girls are dying left and right. Don't you think you'd maybe tell your daughter, like, hey, you know, this kind of happened. Yeah. And, you know, watch your shit. <laughs> you'd think. Well, and, the, yeah, and the fact that she won't tell her why the cops are looking for her dad. Yeah. Right. And she just so, won't talk about her dad either. Like, it's yeah. just all weird. All we know is that his name's Kevin. Like, Maybe Kevin is the brother of Brandon the, James. Yeah. Yeah. You suggested that last week by mistake, perhaps, but it was still suggested yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah. I'll still go with that. Exactly. Who knows? We just have weird writing. There's no fathers in this. Show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of weird. Everyone's dad is gone. Just the sheriff. He's Kieran's dad. But other than that. Yeah. But he's and even then he was a <laughs> even then he was an absentee father, though, because right in with his dad for mm-hmm. the first time in like 18 years or 17 years yeah exactly looking ahead because i watched the preview for next week I, I mean it didn't really reveal much i was kind of surprised yeah i was disappointed a lot of sobbing and crying right i'm gonna find the guy who did this mm-hmm. to my girl i was like Ugh. clearly brooke i'm sorry clearly emma uh audrey and noah are gonna go on a little journey Mm-hmm. And that'll be that should be pretty cool because he's talking about how the you know the the sanctuary is just another glimpse inside the killer's mind or an extension of the killer or whatever he says. So that should yeah, be that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, which I love the it's and then he mentions that it's usually you know, only in the fiction that they have these layers because mm-hmm. real serial killers don't necessarily have a layer. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it could be a good episode next week. So we'll see. So. Uh, again, the big question, Chris, is episode three, want to play a game, better than Hello, Emma? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's, besides that one terrible scene on the farm, it's better than the first two episodes. Okay, what about you, Ash? What do you think? I, it's improving, but they have the same problem on this show that The Walking Dead has. Instead of actually, you know, writing logically... They write the characters acting stupid to move the plot along. Right, to get to their end game. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like you could have done this smart. I, I, and other than the couple of the scenes, like not having cops at a police station. Yeah. What? And, and a couple of, and Brooke just leaving to get laid, mm-hmm. and a couple of the other ones earlier on. Other than that, it was a much better episode, I think, than the other two. And I like the other two, though, so. Yeah, I do like the other two a lot. I'm not sure I like this one as much as I like Tello Emma. There's just something about it. It was very, it felt very generic to me, 
even you, though you know why? one of the main characters died. Why? It's because you're watching Pretty Little Liars. You know what? Fuck yourself, because I was just going to say that. I, I genuinely... <laughs> like, I, I don't want to like Pretty Little Liars, but I think that Pretty Little Liars is a better written show than the Scream TV series is right now. Yes. And that upsets me because I don't... I, I hate that it's on whenever I get home from work. If Bridget beats me home, she's put it on. And it's just like, ugh. I don't want to watch this because I'm never going to find out who A is because nobody knows uh, who A is. And yeah, so, no, no, no. You, you know who A is. You find out in like episode or season two or three. Oh, really? But there's a, th- there was an A, but there's, yeah. a, there's a whole other A <laughs> and they, the season that's airing now, there's only three episodes left mm-hmm. of the first half. Okay. But you, you know who it is, but not what they look like. Oh. It gets revealed in the, mid-season finale okay so yeah I, I just watched I, it this morning oh gotcha <laughs> yeah and i keep i mix up the shows because i'm watching because they're very similar and i have to watch scream twice because it just doesn't stand out to me as much as the characters and the situations are in pretty little liars which is disappointing it, it's funny though because in pretty little liars they end up finding like a couple different layers of yeah. a okay so seeing the previews for next week's scream i'm like the similarities here or like very striking. What channel does Pretty Little Liars play on? ABC Family? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The books are terrible. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't know which one's which. Because they're <laughs> really different. Oh. But. So let's jump into the ratings discussion. Okay. So the, I, I use a site, TV by the numbers, I believe is what it is. And the pilot episode, as we mentioned the fo- before, and this is the 18 to 49 demographic. So the pilot episode had 1.03 million viewers, and it was ranked number five for the 10 p.m. slot for Tuesday night. The second episode dropped down to 810,000 viewers and was ranked number nine for the 10 p.m. slot. Want to play a game? Episode three went up a bit to 870,000 viewers, and it was ranked number five once again for the 10 p.m. slot. So hmm. we it went up a little bit this week. Now, Ash, you asked me last week, how does that compare to Teen Wolf Season 1? Now, uh-huh. mind, Teen Wolf Season 1 played on Sundays at 11 p.m. This is Oof. playing on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. So it's it's kind of hard to compare the numbers. But the pilot episode of Teen Wolf had 2.17 million viewers. Yeah, the second episode had 1.47 viewers. And the third episode had 1.82 million viewers. And the fourth episode had... 1.8 million viewers. So it is significantly higher. The one thing I noticed, which is doing the math, is that the second episode of Teen Wolf only had 67, like 68% of the viewers that the pilot did. Whereas the second episode of Scream had about 79% of the, of the viewers that the pilot did. And so they're kind of similar in the fact that the pilot was the best. The second one was a little bit lower. And then the third episode started gaining again. And so it'll be interesting to see where we go from here and in comparison to the rest of the Teen Wolf season one. But the numbers really are so different that it's hard to compare them. And the fact that they were on two different nights at different time slots is is difficult as well. Yeah, but that time slot's terrible. Sunday's at 11? Like... <laughs> It's a really weird time for a new TV episode. Yeah. Like I don't know the, what it followed, though. Maybe it followed something big on their station. I don't know. Yeah, but the demographic is the, like, tweens and up. So, like, well, they, they, they advertised the shit out of Teen Wolf, yeah. though, too. And it might have aired during the summer, actually, 
which wouldn't matter. Uh, everybody's out anyway, so... That would make sense, since it's airing yeah. right now. Exactly. Which still looks... Like, I'm intrigued by the show, just from these previews I keep seeing. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it looks so good. But I know it's not I, going to be. Mm-hmm. There are some very attractive people on that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I couldn't find the live plus three-day rating for the second episode. I, I mean... Those ratings are just not easily found. I don't know if anyone can point me in the right direction to those ratings. That would be awesome. But I can't find anything outside of the the like live ratings that is are posted from the the Nielsen ratings that are posted by uh, TV by the numbers. Like MPD does just doesn't make those public, I guess, because I couldn't find it in my research. But so we were talking about Comic Con a little bit earlier, but. Uh, one thing, I don't know if you guys heard this or not. I actually didn't. I was going through comments and saw it and then did research on that. At Comic-Con, MTV was promoting season one of Scream. They actually had some of the actors there and they did a panel and everything. And somebody from MTV actually announced that the second season was happening. Did you guys hear that? Uh-uh. No, but like I tweeted, no, I like no one on my feed is watching this show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my, mine it's either. Weird. Literally, it's just us three. That's it. But even weirder, MTV came out. I don't know if it was that same day or the next day and said, no, no, that's not true. Scream has not been picked up for a second season. Not yet, anyway. Um, and so... It was just a really weird that it was announced that, yes, there's a second season coming. And then a day later, nope, that was wrong. There's not a second season or not a second season coming. I mean, it it just could be the fact that they're just not ready to announce that yet. Or they could still be waiting to see how these ratings, uh, you know, shake out. So well, I thought that was me, really weird. Like, Sanders of season two kind of kills my interest a little. Because I'm all about, like, just, you know, 10 episodes in, out, done. Yep. I agree 100%. You know? I do not want there to be a second season. Whether I love the show or hate it, I don't want there to be a second season. I want it to be 10 episodes and then be done. I wouldn't mind there being a second season if they're going to have a totally different killer, a different area, different cast. It, up, it different cast. But what are the odds of that? It's MTV. They have, you know, these sexy people uh, that their their audience wants to see. And so they're, it's not, um, like, American Horror Story or something. I was just thinking they they could do the American Horror Story up, maybe keep the same actors and change the whole place or location, like time frame. Yeah, they yeah. could. They could. I just I don't. I don't see it happening either. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. And then another interesting point that came out of Comic Con, Bella Thorne. Do you guys know who Bella Thorne is? Isn't she the chick who died at the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Because frankly, I didn't know, but apparently she was like the big name that was tied to this TV series. Yeah, so, she's some singer or something. I think. Oh, is she? I didn't hear that. I just know she was in, like, My Own Worst Enemy was her big, big thing. I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's, uh, well, uh, Christian Slater. It was, it was canceled after, like, one season or something, but. Yeah. Um, so she was, like, the Drew Barrymore character, which I had no idea. So there's another homage to the original that I just missed because I had no idea who the fuck Bella Thorne was, but, um, she said that she's coming, that you've not seen the last of her. Like, she'll be back, and she said she's going to be, like, meaner or something. I don't remember what the quote was, but it, but she said, and, and more alive is what she said. It has to be a flashback. That's exactly right. That's what I, I mean. I mean, she's it, it dead. Be a flashback, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want it to be some supernatural returning from the dead thing. But, yeah, so my guess is it's going to be in a flashback. And so maybe we'll find out in these flashbacks what exactly this um, 
uh, backstory is with Jake, Will, and Tyler, and probably Nina also. So I don't know. Any any other parting thoughts at all before we sign off for the day? I, this is probably the first time I'm not like inch like the preview just did nothing for me this, for this coming week. So I don't. Know. I think it's the first time I'm really not jonesing to find out because last week's preview, which reveals way too revealed too much because it basically showed Emma getting the text message that she had to choose the good girl or the bad girl. And that kind of killed because I was waiting for it to happen. And obviously it's going to happen at the very end. Hmm. And it's like, maybe you shouldn't show what happens in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. So they, it'll be interesting to say, because I, I I'm kind of with you. Like the preview didn't really do much for me, but I never really watched the previews before. So we'll see. And this episode was long too. Like it was what? My DVR longer. It, because my DVR recorded like an hour and four minutes. This episode was actually shorter. On the <laughs> MTV app, it was only 39 minutes and 57 seconds. And that's including the final, the preview for next week. The last episode was like 40 minutes and some seconds or 41 minutes and some seconds. So this episode was actually so, shorter. So there's 24 minutes of commercials. Yeah. That's, that's I just said fuck. I have it recording on my DVR just in case, but I'm not watching it on TV. Like that's ridiculous. The MTV app is absolutely the way to watch the show. Yeah. I, I, how do you justify like half your show is commercial? It's crazy to <laughs> it's me. Crazy. Ash, any other final final thoughts at all? Yeah. No. The trailer for next week didn't really do a whole lot for me either. I, I mean, it was. I don't know. It just. Maybe the Comic Con trailer spoiled me, and I expect more out of a trailer than than what we got. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Make sure you guys listen to that sound clip that we played earlier. Tell us what movie it's from by emailing me at contact at cinefessions dot com or DMing me on Twitter at Simon One. Give us the correct answer, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win the three horror pack. And again, that was Intruders with Clive Owen. Nothing left to fear. And the others with Nicole Kidman. So those could be yours for the cheap price of nothing. All you have to do is listen to the show and email us at contact at com or DM me on Twitter at Simon1. And with that, I guess we will sign off. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah.